Welcome to the Prosperous Mother podcast, helping single mums transform their finances so they can achieve financial freedom in their own way by working through their mindset and emotional blocks that can be scary to face. I'm Natalie Marie, and I'll be showing you how choosing yourself creates generational wealth well beyond money. So today I want to talk about single mum guilt and how single mum guilt plays havoc on your finances and your emotional well-being. So single mum guilt is something I used to struggle with all the time and it's only been the last couple of years that I've managed to conquer it. Now, single mum guilt occurs because we as mothers think that we're not enough. And for a lot of us that didn't choose to be single mothers who had to walk away from relationships that were toxic and or abusive. If you're honest with yourself, you'd realize that if you really believed you were enough and knew your worth from the get go, you wouldn't have chosen to be with your children's father in the first place. Usually single mum guilt looks like you overcompensating by buying your children things and believing that you have to do that because you feel like your children are missing out because they're not coming from a two parent home or jumping into another relationship like I have done. So there's no judgment here (laughs) Um, because you feel that you're not enough for your children. But countless studies have shown that children only need one emotionally stable parent. And that as a single mother, that should be your primary focus. Instead of buying things or being with someone to keep up with the Joneses. So what does emotionally stable mean? Well, let's start with what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean your children are to see you happy all the time or to never see you cry or to never see you experience challenges and hardships or it's not about them always being put first before yourself. In fact, I believe it's good for them to see you in those situations so that you can model to them how to overcome those situations in a healthy way so that they can do life as adults effectively and sustainably. Being emotionally stable simply means you are taking an active approach in your healing. And what is healing? Because currently I'm seeing this word being thrown about and the process being gatekept or it being referenced as loving yourself and that process also being gatekept. Today in this episode, I'll be calling emotional stability as loving yourself because once you go on this journey of self-love, you'll soon start to see how you've always been enough. And it will help you to also conquer your single mum guilt and help get your finances in check. So how does one love themselves? Well, I'm going to break this down to you in three steps. Now, loving yourself is way more than three steps, but these are the primary ones. And when you start doing these, these, these three steps, the other steps will be made clear to you because you'll become self-aware. I do have a disclaimer on this. I am not a qualified therapist. My knowledge um, is down to my own journey um, of how I've done my healing and continue to 
heal and show up for myself and on my own self-love journey. And I do feel that the best way to do these steps is to do them with a therapist. So firstly, you have to stop running from yourself. Stop ignoring your feelings and your emotions. You have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Your emotions are your inner guide system. They're telling you what needs looking at, what needs to be loved, and what needs to be enjoyed. I think the term of not acting on your emotions is used in the incorrect way because what you see with people using this term is them dismissing their emotions and then continuing to walk into situations that are not right with them, aligning with people that are not right for them as well. So for example, someone crosses a boundary and he makes you really angry, but because you've been avoiding yourself, you do not know a boundary has been crossed, but your body is telling you a boundary has been crossed, hence the anger. And I will say that anger is usually an emotion that's covering something. There's usually another emotion underneath this anger. And you're to act on this anger, not by lashing out, but by sitting down and holding space for that anger and to work through it, deciphering why you're angry, and what's underneath that anger. Once you've done that, you're to approach that person and let them know that you didn't appreciate how they treated you and that it wasn't okay and you will not be putting up with that again. And even that (laughs) is also another challenge because most women do not like confrontation. They've seen confrontation like myself in our youth being modeled in a toxic manner and so we become fearful of it but confrontation done in the right way is healthy in relationships of all kinds because confrontation brings on growth. So how would you sit down and hold your emotions? You would do that by whenever you feel those emotions coming up over something, maybe it could be a particular, I don't know, situation you're in with another person and it doesn't feel right you get these negative emotions, you're to sit with them. You're to not write them off. You're not to kind of gaslight yourself as some people do and pretend that, no, I don't think that person meant it in that way. And maybe they didn't, right? But your body is telling you what's going on. So you're to sit with it, have a journal, pen and paper, write it down, or maybe your journal is a voice note. I love voice notes, Uh, journal using voice notes all the time. And that works too. But just ask yourself why you're feeling that way and what came up for you. Second step is you have to work through your traumas. When I first did this in my therapy sessions back in 2019, I cried like stomach, gut-wrenching crying. I was wailing and I did well for two weeks. I cried because one, I realized my parents never loved me. Two, I realized that the pain I had endured during my childhood had nothing to do with me. And three, because of this trauma, I had been choosing toxic men because they felt like home, AKA my childhood. I realized I wasn't crazy 
there was nothing wrong with me. And this baggage that I had been carrying for 36 years was never mine to carry. And for 36 years, I had been living my life based on how my parents had treated me as though I was never enough. So I was constantly neglecting myself. That was the way I had been conditioned. And I thought being selfless was a noble act, but it's a selfish one because my needs were never met up until that point. And what you don't realize is that you also teach your children how to neglect themselves because they watch you neglect yourself. That's not being emotionally stable. So how did I work through my trauma and continue to do so? For me, it was choosing to continue with my therapy, even when it was challenging, even when I felt like I had so much to unconditioned from and I'm still unconditioning. Yes, I continued my therapy and I worked on my inner child and I became the mother that, that the little Natalie has always needed. I reparated myself and learned how to respond as the adult Natalie and not allow the little girl Natalie to take over. And the more I showed up for the little Natalie, the more she felt safe, loved and trusted me the adult Natalie to lead the way and is not looking for love or her worth in other places because she knows it lives in her. Thirdly, I started saying no a lot. Now I know this thing of saying yes to everything because you never know the opportunities that may arrive. But when you're a serial people pleaser, like I used to be, and another disclaimer, I still find this area challenging, but I push through because I like how I feel when I say no. And I like what happens afterwards. Saying yes is always at the detriment of yourself, which nine times out of 10 always leads to resentment because your energy of being there for others is never reciprocated in the same way. I lost a lot of people when I started to say no. I lost my first love. I lost my best friend at the time. I lost another friend of 15 years because I realized they all benefited from my dysfunction. The moment I said no, I was met with backlash, vindictiveness, spitefulness, and rumors being spread about me. <laughs> but it was worth it because I now had inner peace. For once, I was doing what was best for me, and it felt good. Now, was I upset about losing these people? Of course. It was a bittersweet experience. I valued these people and our friendships, but I realized they never valued me, and not because I was not worthy, but because they didn't love themselves. And if you're really honest with yourself, you'll see you're fearful of saying no because you're afraid of upsetting people, which means deep down you know some of the people around you are only in your life because of what you can do for them. The right people will support you when you say no, even when you say no to them. Once you started to implement these three steps, you'll see life and the way you lived it transforming. You'll start showing up for yourself. You'll start seeing yourself as someone who should be valued and someone who is important. And you'll start treating yourself accordingly. I'm not going to lie. This journey is lonely and can be isolating. But on the other hand, you'll know your worth. You'll see how powerful you are. You won't accept anything less than what you deserve. And you'll know you are more than enough for your children. People will treat you differently with respect without you uttering a word because you're 
aura commands it. And you'll start attracting people who see your worth and treat you accordingly. You'll start to see how beautiful you are and the abundance you bring. Your money will increase. You'll have better opportunities. You'll have peace and lightness. This is the way of the prosperous mother. <laughs> okay, that last line sounded like a cult, but seriously, this is the way to love on yourself. Have a great week. Love, Natalie. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the podcast today. If you're wanting to build wealth in your own way, you can download my single mom five-step guide to financial freedom to help motivate you. The link to download is in this episode's description.